Welcome everybody to Man vs. Line, the best sports gambling podcast there is out there, presented by The Third Down, of course, as always. We're going to get into a lot today. We have our NFL futures, our college futures, and our picks for college football week zero. Stay tuned. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Man vs. Line, presented by The Third Down, your favorite sports betting show. Uh, today, I'm joined with my primary co-host, Mal Leonard. Say hello, Michael. How's it going, guys? Probably just going to be me and Dylan on this show. Uh, yeah, probably. We are uh, the most indebted to this. Elkins is a big sports gambler, but uh, he's a little occupied at the moment. He's uh, he's rushing. He's, right? been a, he's been a little pledge bitch. Oh, uh, yeah. You went through that. How was that? It's not fun. It's like the God worst. How good. long is it? How long does it last good. usually? It's typically eight weeks. Um, Holy we saw a video hell. Of That's like saw a video, saw a video of our boy Elkins last night. Uh, looked very sleep deprived. Um, God bless the kid. Dude, I'm not kidding. He looked like he died and then got – he died for like 30 minutes and got revived. That's what he looked like. That's not even the worst he's going to look like, though. Oh, I know. Just, he, just, I wonder what he looks like today because he only slept, like, what did he say, 25 minutes last 25 night? minutes last night, yeah. That's tough. So, if, anybody, if anybody's wondering where Elkins is, that's where he is. He's, he's uh, dying. busy. Yeah, he's a little busy right now. He's dying. He's dead, probably. But, uh, no, we got a lot. So, week zero is this Saturday. Yes. Which is very exciting. Uh, Not a lot of big games on the slate, but it'll do. Big games, bro. Connecticut and what is it? Connecticut and Fresno State? Yeah, it's Connecticut and Fresno State. That's a massive game. But, hey, I I do like the first game being uh, Nebraska-Illinois. Nebraska-Illinois is... Is an interesting way to start the year off. Let's just go ahead and so let's myself. go ahead and talk about. Yeah, that. let's. We, we you got to jump right into it. So, if any of you guys read my article I put out this morning, uh, all the best bets for week zero. I gave a lot, a lot of detail, a lot of stats. It took me like two and a half hours to write this thing. I mean, and I was if there's one thing everything. we've learned about sports betting is the statistics don't matter. While interesting, don't mean don't shit. matter. <laughs> I'm just don't a stats guy. Shit. That's it. But no. So of course, last year uh, Illinois beat Nebraska forty-three or forty-one to twenty-three, which was the first time they'd beaten them in about four years, right? Very good um, looks for the Illini. I mean, yeah, I mean it looked nice, but then again, COVID year. COVID so year. did it really count? Everything, no, nothing counted last year. So uh, I guess for, it, except, nothing counted last year except for Alabama's national championship because there's no look. I don't give a shit how many games you're playing. Nobody's beaten Alabama last that's year. That's the best college football team of all time. <laughs> I think that team. Beats the LSU team by at least 17 points. Uh, I'll give them like nine. 17's a lot. Dude, so here's what I what I can't stop thinking about about that LSU team, and I know we're beating a dead horse here in 2019. Georgia held that LSU team to 17 points in the first half. Their offense was good, but very much stoppable. Alabama's offense last year could not be stopped. Mac Jones could not be stopped. Devontae Sims? Smith. Or Smith, not Sims, could not be stopped. So, Alabama had a better defense than LSU's defense in 2019. Oh yeah, Alabama and more talent on the outside. Like they just they were overall just Najee Harris. Like they were overall like Alabama would have 100 percent beat that LSU team by 17 points. I think. Okay, that's fair. I I definitely say they would beat them like easily. 
Yeah. But I, I don't know. That's a lot of points. But to each their own. To each their own. But um, no, so rough years for both the Cornhuskers and the Fighting. How do you pronounce that? Illini? Illini. Illini. Fighting Illini. Interesting. So uh, Nebraska was 3 of 8. Uh, Illinois was 2 of 8. So, But COVID year, so it didn't matter. Scratch that. What I thought was interesting is last year's line was 16.5 towards the Cornhuskers, which mm-hmm. was kind of a lot, but uh, at the time, Illinois was not what they are, uh, which is looked at more of like probably I'd say like a Tennessee, like could beat you if you're not playing good, but we still suck. So that that's cute. That's, that's very cute that you think Tennessee. Uh, could well, I meant like I meant like if you're playing like Kentucky or I don't know South Carolina. If you don't play good, you're gonna. Get I mean, beat. God bless. But I would they're hope still y'all awful. Can beat Kentucky. I would really hope y'all can beat Kentucky. Kentucky's gonna be a sleeper team this year. We'll get into that later, but. But no, uh, so <laughs> the line here was pretty simple. They had it at six and a half points yeah. to Nebraska, which not even not even touching the not even touching that. You're not I'm touching, touching six and a half. I mean, I, I'm taking Nebraska money line at minus two seventy. It's very good value. Nebraska's going to win the game, but six and a half, especially what happened last year. I think six. Nebraska could very well beat them by seven. See, I think I think six Easily. and a half is a layup. Six and a half. You would think that's a layup. But I feel like the minus two seventy is a much safer pick. I mean, if you look at the past three years, the average of the spread was like fifteen point eight points. So six and yeah, a half, and I they mean, covered every year for the past five years, except for last year, and it's all been like high. Yeah. It's, well, and you got to think from my bet, I'm putting it in a parlay, so I'm I'm trying to take the absolute safest bet I possibly can. Right. Which is Nebraska minus two seventy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, the over hit in that one too. But then again, I don't know. Early so, kickoff, first game of the year, it could be. Could be. I mean, I, be I personally, game. I personally have the over is fifty five and a half or fifty five. I personally have the over on that. What are you using, Bavada? Yeah, I'm using Bavada. So right, I got on Bavada has fan, Fanduel. So Bavada has the over at fifty five. I think that's. I, I mean, that's I think easy. That hits. I think that hits. Yeah. And like I said, I, I would like – I'm not going to bet the the total, but if you want to, I'd say the over is probably a good choice. Um, the game over the past five years averaged 62.8 points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. So, so I definitely think that I'm taking Nebraska six and a half, which is minus 110, and you're taking money line. I'm taking Nebraska money line with the over. Minus 270. You parlaying the over into it? Oh, I've got a whole – I've picked every single game and put it into a parlay and every oh. single over – or in every single not over, every single total. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the second game of Saturday, which is Connecticut at Fresno State, which is at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, 62.5 points. You hammer the under on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say you, you hammer, hammer the under. Because I don't you hammer think, the under on that. <laughs> that. It's first UConn's game. It's UConn's first game in like 646 yes. days. They're not going to yeah. be able to like get anything going, I don't think. No. I mean, Fresno State could very well go in there and put up. 40 points, which would be great for the over. Yeah. But it's not going to matter whenever Connecticut goes in there and puts up three. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't know. Like, I feel like the line is 27 and a half. Like, I'll take it, but that's still a lot of points. You see, I, see, I put – I just took Fresno State money line because <laughs> – I do not want to – see, anything over 25 points in college football whenever it comes to spreads, it's just – it's a coin toss. Yeah, no, it really is. And like it's I said, really it's like I said like even though UConn's like one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the FBS, yeah. like that's still an ass load of points to cover. 
That's a lot of points for the first game of the season and a Fresno State team that will probably be up massively. I mean, they will probably have that spread covered at halftime. But but you got to think after halftime, they're going to probably play their starters for, you know, three, four more drives and then pull. Yeah. And, and last year, Fresno was 500 on against, yeah. against the spread. So, yeah, I don't, I don't I just, know. I, I just – I think and they only covers and, that. And they played some pretty bad teams last year. Fresno State did, and their margin of victory was only 17.6, like average. I mean, I, th- I think Fresno State covers that, but I wouldn't put anything more than a unit on it. No, I, yeah, definitely just, unit at – and most. I would not put that in any parlays. I mean, that would that's just one of those that I think they'll do it, but I would not heavily bet that. No, I wouldn't either. I just like you said, week one, it's just a lot of points. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely not a hundred percent on that. And I wouldn't be surprised if UConn covers. And I mean the the total sixty two and a half. Like I said, it's that's a lot I just don't. Of points, I, I I don't see any way that this game can even touch come close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see this game getting to. I don't see this game getting to fifty-eight points. Really? Yeah. So if you had to have an alternate line, it'd be fifty-eight. If I'd have an alternate line, I'd probably put it fifty. Or not not line, but total alternate total. If I if I didn't have an alternate total, I'd probably put it around fifty-seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, that's solid. That's solid. But uh, yeah, so we're both going Fresno State. Uh, Fresno I'll State, say man. I'll say twenty-seven and a half, just because maybe. I don't like it, but I'll say that. And then you're just taking a money line. I'm just taking a money line at minus five thousand, just to add a little bit of, just add a little bit to the parlay, just a little juice to the parlay. Okay, I got you. All right, next game is Hawaii at UCLA at three thirty, which is this first is, game on ESPN for the year. And this is where we disagree a little bit. Yes, we did butt heads on this a little bit. So I am taking Hawaii plus seventeen and a half at uh, minus one hundred eight. See, I've got UCL at minus 17. There is no 17 and a half. I've got UCL at minus 17. Hawaii. Hawaii, Hawaii has the number three ranked linebackers in their conference, number one ranked C, uh, DBs in their conference. I, I like the defense. The quarterback's only a sophomore, and he was thrown for like 300 slash 400 yards a game last year. Like, And a COVID year. It's COVID year, yeah, but the kids can the kid can sling it, bro. And the rushing game's not bad either. But the rushing defense is god awful. 106 in the country. Uh, definitely take the under in this game because UCLA is going to have to run the ball, and that's going to soak up a lot of time. Uh, I'm not sure what the total was. Do you have the total on this game? No, I did not get a total. Um, that's the one game I stayed away from whenever it came to that, and they didn't have a total whenever I made these bets. I don't know if they've just released one. I can take a look. But uh, I, I, I'm staying away from that total. Yeah, yeah. In but all uh, seriousness. So the last time these but two teams played. The total, it, okay. Um, scratch that. The total's at 68. Go under. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm taking under. Like, But the last time these teams played were in 2017. Uh, UCLA won 56-23, to but like. Oh, so interesting line adjustment. So the total's at 68 right now. And they've got UCLA, so Bovada has bumped UCLA up a whole point to minus 18. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I like, I personally like Hawaii Which, to, uh, at plus 17 and a half. Or I plus mean, if, 18, if, whatever you want to give them. I mean, yeah, it's, I, Hawaii at plus 18 is a very good value pick. Um, I still think UCLA can cover that you pretty easily. Yeah, they got, UCLA. they got kind of hot at the end of the year, UCLA did. So, yeah. I mean, they definitely could, but. I thought this was interesting. Since 2018, they have gone 0-4 against non-conference, non-Power 5 teams. 
UCLA has. Yeah, I mean, that's... And to win by 18, if you're not beating non-Power 5 non-conference teams? I don't know. So that's why I'm taking Hawaii. We also got to look see. at who they've been playing, though, in non-con. Uh, it's like Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's a very good football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati they proved that last year against and Georgia. Southern Miss, maybe? I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking Hawaii plus 17.5. Mal's taking UCLA minus 17. Minus 17. Okay. So that's that. And then this next game is an absolute shit show. Uh, <laughs> UTEP and New Mexico State. Both of these teams are ranked bottom 10 by ESPN. So, like, two, two of the worst teams in college football. And we're hammering the over for it. What, what was the total? 54 points. Okay. That's fair. I mean, look. You can't sit here and tell me that both teams don't at least have 25-plus in them. I, I can say that easily. I don't think the defense are even close yeah, to I being mean, decent. So that's uh, easy. I'm personally not going to bet this game because they both absolutely suck, and it, I think it's a toss-up. I mean, I got UTEP minus 360. Just um, money line. Just money line. That's, that's fair. That's fair. The, the Aggies of New I'll Mexico go. State. I'll go UTEP money line with you, though. I mean, the Aggies of New Mexico State, I mean, they've proven they can be halfway decent. New Mexico they State, they got beat by an SCF team. They got housed by an SCF team last year, 43-17. to Yeah. That's housed. Last year, last year, last year. We're not talking about last year. <laughs> no, but, like, year. come on. Come on. We're not talking about last year. But if I, Dude, if we, I we, would we, have the to. The first thing we said at the start of this show is last year did not count. That's true. That's true. But, like, we you can't, have to Dude, look you at can't take year. anything from last year. You have to, though. I mean, you have to, but at the same time, this is the same year where Dan Mullen cried a river because he thought that Texas A&M beat them because they had like 10,000 more fans in the stands. Mm. So in a year where you can pull an excuse like that out of your ass and make it fly, I don't even think you can count that. I mean, yeah, but I, it's just, I'm always going to go look at this prior season, to like, especially since we don't have any games played this year, so. But no, if I would have to go with it, I'd probably go money line, UTEP money line with you. Yeah. I think they're the lesser of the two evils there. Lessers of the two sucks. <laughs> but um, okay, so I do want to talk about this, right? Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of developed, and I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be wait. I'm gonna wait until about two, three weeks in the season to really start trying this out. But I've started. Um, I've done it with preseason a little bit, NFL preseason cross-referencing the total yards, points, and actually looking deep into the statistics from the offense compared to the defense to determine my own total. And so far in the preseason and looking in years past, it's come very similar to the totals. Like the Nebraska game, the Nebraska game, I believe I got a total of like 53 and a half is exactly what the total I fell on. From looking at them last year and in 2019. Just their team total, not just against uh, Illinois? No, yeah, no. So cross-referencing Nebraska and Illinois' stats together. Cross-referencing okay. those stats. You know, rushing yards given up compared to rushing yards gained, compared to points given up, compared to total points. And just kind of meshing all that together in my own little, I don't I guess, algorithm. Right. To determine the total. Okay. And you got so, what? I got, I think, around 52.5 or 53.5, which is 
Okay. You know, under 55, which is why I'm taking the under in that game. Which is so I'm gonna which is interesting because I feel like that's a good line because in the, like the past like five years in that game, they've either like crushed the total or like not even came close. Like in uh, 16, 17, they put up 47 points and 34 points combined, which is like yeah. nowhere even close. But then yeah. in last year in 2019, it was 80 and then 64. So that's I feel like that's a good line. Good total. And, I mean, we're, as the season goes on, we'll see how this really works out for me. Yeah, we can test the theory. I'd say, I'd we'll, say that's We'll fun. test this theory. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming in, you know, week two or week three, we can do some of them live. And uh, we'll we'll figure it out live. Yeah. The point, the actual dope. That's fine. And uh, yeah. but this next game, this is my lock of of the week, um, which is Southern Utah, so San Jose State at ten o'clock at night, which mm-hmm. is going to be difficult for me to stay awake. I'm like an old man now. But uh, dude, San Jose was like one of the best like non power five teams last year. Yes. They were very good, and so to give them twenty four and a half points against an FCS team that went one and five. While playing an all FCF schedule, um, that's uh, I feel like that's a lock. So I'm going San Jose State minus twenty four and a half at minus one hundred six. That's my lock of the week. See, I stayed away from that game. You did, I'm just yeah, I stayed away from that game. Um, it's just the points totals, and you know, with a big spread like that, like I said, I just don't like to really touch anything close to twenty five. I got you. I got you. That's fair. So if you had to give me a lock. For this week, what would it be? If I'd give you a lock for this week, I mean, are we just talking like just a win? Or are we talking about like a spread lock? Either. Either. Whatever you're, Either. you're comfortable with. I mean, the obvious mortal lock of the week is Fresno State to win, but yeah. nobody's going to place that minus 5,000. You're right. Uh, just as a straight bet. But so I would say the alternate mortal lock of the week would be Nebraska minus six and a half. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's a good that's a good play too. So my lock of the week is San Jose State minus twenty four and a half. Miles is Nebraska minus six and a half. And that will do it for week zero um, until I think Wednesday of next week. But uh, mm-hmm. since we're talking about college football, let's go ahead and jump into predicting the uh, the conferences, the Power Five conferences this year. Then we'll go in later and talk about the Heisman, and then we'll throw in a little total wins, or I have some total wins um, that I think were interesting. But uh, let's start off with the SEC. Um, let's start SEC East. I have this yeah, layup, SEC. Georgia. Minus I mean, George, Georgia's obviously a layup. Uh, you, can't, you can't, especially with Florida you, losing yeah. all, all the talent they had, you, you cannot you give it to anybody else. You can't give it to anybody else. I think the exact – here's exactly how the SEC East will lay out this year. Georgia will either – I think Georgia will have one loss. I don't know if that loss is going to come to Clemson. I don't know if that loss is going to come to Kentucky. I don't know. But if Georgia beats Clemson – they're still going to have a loss somewhere in the schedule. It's just a matter of where. So, but I think you're going to have Georgia at 11 and 1 winning the East, followed by Kentucky. I think Kentucky is, and I mean, Kentucky, Missouri are kind of two teams this year that you can flip in and out. I don't see Florida in the top three of the East this year. I don't. Mm-hmm. I see Florida falling to fourth in the East, and I think Kentucky, Missouri, those two teams are going to be in a pretty pretty heated battle for second. They might tie, and it might come down to the tiebreaker. So whoever really wins that Missouri-Kentucky game, you know, gets the consolation prize of second place, I think. But then Florida is going to be fourth in the East. And then, you know, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, God knows where the hell they're going to end up. 
Yeah, and I don't think it really matters. But and it doesn't really matter. No. Uh, South Carolina, okay, I, w- I will say this: South Carolina will be the worst team in the East this year. I don't think Vanderbilt will be the worst team in the East. Really? South Carolina under a new head coach lost a lot of talent. Their head coach it's, Beamer, right? Shane Beamer. Yeah, Shane Beamer. Which he's don't get me wrong, is that I mean he comes from a very good lineage of coaches, but damn, that's a tough job to walk into. It is. That is a it, tough job to work. It is. Into. It is tough. They don't have really great recruiting. No. They've been on a down, decline. Well, I mean, you years. you look at. I mean, their star court. You know, they got Gunnar Stockton to commit yeah. to South Carolina. Will Muschamp yeah. did. Second, Will Muschamp was out. Gunnar Stockton decommitted. Now he's committed to the University of Georgia. So that was that was a huge, huge future loss for them. Yeah, I agree. Because that kid. I mean, he he could have actually turned them into a half decent team. Oh, yeah, I agree. But uh, so I have Georgia winning the East minus four fifty. I don't know what the yes. odds were on Bavada. I don't know either. We'll uh, just take minus four fifty. Yeah, and then I have Bama winning the West at minus four fifty too. You see, you, but, everybody- but 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 if there's somebody who's going to beat Bama this year, it's going to be Ole Miss. No, I think so. Texas A&M wins the West this year. You think so? So you're taking Texas, Texas A&M wins the West. Texas A&M is twelve and zero this year. Undefeated. Texas A&M is undefeated this year in the college football playoff. Texas wow. A&M suffers a loss in the SEC championship to Georgia, I feel like. But Texas A&M is undefeated going into the SEC championship. That is such a bold statement. Everything lines up extremely perfect for A&M. They get their first three games of the season, so you know they're going to have a new quarterback going in. But the kid, I forgot his name, but the kid that they have can actually sling a ball. I've been watching – I've watched a couple of videos of like him in practice. The kid can sling a football. And their first three games of the season are absolute layup games so he can go out there and get acclimated. Wow. And then they, I think they have Alabama in week five or week six. So they're catching them early. At home. At, yeah, catch them early at home in College Station. And if you look at Alabama, Alabama does not win the East very often or win the West very often. The last time they won the West was in well, – obviously last year, but – you know, I mean, if you want to look, 2017, they didn't win it. Auburn won it. 2018, they won it. 2019, LSU won it. 2020, they won it. So, in the past four years, like they've only year. won it twice. Yeah. Past four years, they've only won it twice. Okay. Well, the whole the I whole think, new quarterback thing was throwing me off at A&M. I don't know. We'll the, I mean, but, I mean, you look at Alabama. You know, Alabama's got a brand new quarterback, too. I know Bryce Young is, you know, the next coming of Christ, but yeah. – how many quarterbacks have been the next coming of Christ in college football and have not lived up to it? Good amount. That's exactly. Five so. percent of them. But and I, another thing with the and this is where I think the NIL is kind of going to affect Alabama a little bit. Bryce Young's already done over a million dollars in deals. Yeah. So the amount of pressure he has on him to go out there and perform. But I feel like because he's he, anyways, but even more so. Well, now. it's like it's like that anyways, but even more so now because the man hasn't even taken a snap at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he's already got a million dollars and over a million dollars in endorsement deals where he has to go out there and perform. So that's just a lot of pressure to be putting on a true freshman quarterback. Or not true freshman, a um redshirt freshman, I believe. Yeah. That's but, a lot of pressure. So you're on. taking Texas AM, whatever their line is. I'm yeah, I'm taking Texas AM to win the West this year. I think okay. Texas AM and you know, twelve and is a bold statement. They could very easily fall to LSU a little bit later in the year. I think they have they have LSU uh, – who else they have a little later in the year? I think Auburn. And those are two games – um, you know, Auburn's not going to be that good this year. But 
could trap them. And I believe A and M, or I believe A and M has Missouri as a crossover game this year as well. Missouri is going to be a very good team. So that yeah, is, that should be that, that, yeah, yeah. That that's a game that they could easily slip up. And I believe the Missouri game comes right after the Alabama game. So if they do beat Alabama, that is a game that they could very easily slip up in. Right. So you have A and M the West, Georgia in the East. Who takes that for you in the championship? It's going to be Georgia. A and M. You know, if they do beat Alabama and they survive Missouri, I think A and M goes twelve and zero easily. And it's going to be flying high. They'll basically be a mortal lock for the playoff, no matter what happens in the SEC championship, as long as it's you know somewhat a competitive game. And I think you see two teams in the playoff this year from the SEC, and I think it's going to be Georgia and A and M. Okay, so you have Georgia winning the SEC. Yes, uh, I have Bama winning the SEC. That's just what I feel. Uh, minus one sixty. So I guess that's how the SEC shakes out. You have Georgia. I have Bama. You have Texas A&M one in the West. I have Bama one in the West. You have Georgia. I, Win in the East, so do I. And um, also, also secondary, Jimbo Fisher is going to be the first assistant to beat Nick Saban. Okay, that's a, you are just laying it out there for Texas A&M, man. A, a, I'm all in on A&M this year. I think they're going to be a damn good football team. All right, all right. And especially with College Station, dude, you got to think Alabama is going to be going into College Station. Bryce Young, it's going to be he's a young quarterback. You're going to have over a hundred thousand fans there, absolutely just rattling this kid. It sets up perfectly for AM to do the quote unquote impossible. All right. I, you can take them. That's, I mean, that's why we do this show. We take them now and go back and we look. But uh, so let's kick it over to Big Ten. Um, I mean, I have out of the East, Ohio State. Nobody in the East really jumps out at me. No, I'm even close. Ohio State minus 450. But in the West, I have Minnesota at hmm. plus 1,000. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. So we're rowing the boat. I'm rowing the boat this year. We're man. rowing the boat. I'm rowing the boat. Nobody I just don't think there's any team that's really that dominant in the West. I feel like Minnesota could Minnesota could win it easily, but so could everybody else. Like it's just kinda like balanced in the West. I don't know. Bro, how are we gonna row the boat that hard? I'm rowing it. I'm rowing You're it. rowing it. I'm you rowing see, it. I mean, I feel like it's an absolute layup. But Wisconsin, obviously. But it's the Big Ten. But it's the Big Ten. You got a point. Yeah. So you're rowing the boat. I'm rowing the boat. PJ, you're Flight. rowing the Let's boat. Let's row it, baby. Damn, dude. I kind of want to row the boat now. Row the boat with me, bro. Come on. <laughs> I mean, obviously, my brain's saying Wisconsin. Right. Wisconsin or Northwestern, obviously. Northwestern's always that, like, weirdly sneaky good team in the West. Yeah. That like somehow finds their way in um, Indianapolis at the end of the year, but damn it, my heart wants me to row the boat. Oh, damn, so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We're doing neither. Oh, okay. I think the Cornhuskers take a trip to Indianapolis at the end. Scott of the season. Frost. I think Scott Frost finally, finally breaks through. Wow. And takes the Cornhuskers to Indianapolis to get absolutely destroyed by Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I got Ohio State winning, I mean, too. So, I mean, I, had a, I think it's uh, I think Scott Frost finally breaks through and gives the Cornhusker Nation something to be proud of. Only to get crushed in Indianapolis. Only to get destroyed by Ohio State in Indianapolis. Yeah. So, that's my pick. I'm taking Scott Frost. It's going to be a little chilly up north this year in Indianapolis. Book it. Okay. All right. So uh, let's kick it over to the Pac-12 now. Dude, I think I, this is I, easy. Out of the North, Oregon plus Oregon. 150. 
they were a good team last year. I think they continue to be a good team. Yeah, I mean, man. South, though, I, I'm taking – even though I said they won't cover the spread against Hawaii, I'm taking UCLA <laughs> at plus 750. They were if, – if you look at it last year, I think their average marginal loss was like three and a half points. They were like just a few plays away from being yeah. so good. And like we said, they heated up last year. I got them winning the South. And, so, you got uh, UCLA yeah. winning the South. Yes. Plus 750. I mean, I, I just don't see how you can – I just – I know it's every single damn year, every single year, USC, the underdog, the Trojans. They never do shit every year. But they never do shit. I'm tired of it. But I can't not pick them. Okay. <laughs> I All can't right. not pick the Trojans because it's USC. It's just – there's something that, about USC that keeps everybody coming back saying, you know, this is going to be the year they win the Pac-12. And I think this is the year they win the Pac-12. You have them winning the whole thing? Oregon's a good football team. And I I will admit, I don't really know much about the Pac-12. So this is kind of just gut feeling. And Oregon, how many years in a row has Oregon won the Pac-12? No clue. I can look. Right I couldn't now. tell you. Well, let's let's look at how many out of the I past got like, I got five it. years. I got how many times Oregon's List won the Pac-12? of Pac-12 football champions. All right. Damn, took me back to 1916. We don't want that. <laughs> oh, Oregon's won it. Won it last year and then won it 2019. Okay, so they won it two years in a row. The, yeah, the last time USC won it was 2017, where they finished yeah. uh, eight and one. See, I just USC book it. Okay, that's I USC, mean that's a fair USC that's book fair. it. That is fair. So, okay, and this is this is the year where so the college football play. I feel like it's going to be very interesting. Big Twelve. All right, you know, let's just go ahead and give our Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. Here's the thing: Oklahoma wins it. Overall, but to make the final, uh, dude, you won't see a Big Twelve team in the playoff this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. To make the final of the Big Twelve game because they don't do East West. Yeah. So to make the final, it's not going to be Oklahoma, Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So, uh, but I yeah, definitely OU wins. OU wins. Yeah, Spencer Radler. They, they take it easily. And then that layup of an ACC. Let's talk about that shit, too. Jesus Christ. Cle- Atlantic, Clemson. Clemson by, I think it's minus 2,400 uh, easily. Where that they could sleepwalk through there and win every single game almost. Um, hey, don't sleep on Syracuse now. <laughs> yeah, the Q's, baby. And then Coastal, and I got North Carolina. Mac Brown, Carolina. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying in on Mac Brown. See, I, I feel like Miami could do a little damage this a little damage this year. I just don't see him. I just don't see him getting to Charlotte. Yeah, I don't either. I, I just don't. I, I like. I was. I was thinking about either them or North Carolina, but I'm just. I'm more in on North Carolina this year. Yeah. And then obviously I mean, to win the conference, Clemson. I just don't think like that. Miami. What was it? Twenty seventeen or eighteen when Miami was like undefeated going into play Notre Dame. Was it? And, yeah. You know, they had yeah. they had the turnover chain, and it was all Miami's back. The U was back, and then they lost. Kept losing, kept losing, yeah. Kept yeah. losing, and it was like, oh shit! Shit hit the fan for them really quick. Shit hit the fan real quick, for really quick for them. But, but no, yeah. So I got, uh, I got Clemson win the ACC, obviously. All right, so let's talk about this playoff this year. Okay, I think I think it's a shoe. You're going to have two SEC teams in the playoff this year. OU, Clemson. No. You don't, what? You don't think you? I don't, I don't. I don't see OU making the playoff. As okay. good as Spencer Rattler is, 
as good you don't think as they the take the Big Twelve champion though? Oh, they take the Big Twelve championship. Don't get me wrong here. No, I'm but, saying I'm saying you you don't think the committee takes the Big Twelve champion? Not over an undefeated USC. <laughs> oh my God, you are making some bold statements, brother. Not over an undefeated USC. Okay. And not over an undefeated Ohio State, and not over a one-loss Clemson. So give me give me your final four. Number one in the nation, and losing in the semifinal, Georgia. Okay. Number two, and this is where it gets kind of weird. This is where it gets a little weird. I think, I think Ohio State takes the number two. Okay. Now, this is where it gets really weird. A and M is going to be in that third spot, leaving Oklahoma. USC or whoever the fuck the Pac-12 champion is. Right. And Clemson all in the bubble. And Clemson takes that spot. Interesting. Interesting. I just I just don't see I just, I just don't see there's a lot of there, there's a lot of weirdness this year. It's not as clear cut as it's been in the past. There Obviously, is a lot of uncertainty uncertainty with all the like big names leaving. Yes. There is. I will say that. And Clemson's I mean, Clemson will I think Georgia will beat Clemson week one, then Clemson will turn around and play Georgia in the first round and beat them in the first round of the playoff. And you have I, I, and then who I do you have, have one at all? I have Texas A and M and Clemson in the college football national championship. And you have Texas A and M winning. And I have Clemson beating Texas A and M. Oh, uh, okay. Because I okay. think DJ Ugawuga is going to Ogalela, yeah, that's how you say his name. Is going, yeah. He'll hit his stride. He'll struggle a little bit week one. He'll hit his stride going in to play Georgia, absolutely put up big numbers against Georgia, then he'll go in and just absolutely take care of a Yeah, I have Clemson winning it all, too. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's such, and then a, I have weird, it's such a weird year. That's my Heisman at plus. You have Wagalele as your Heisman? 1,100, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you see, the Heisman, it's... The kid struggled last year, so I think he got, when he was at, had to go in, but I think he got his, like, gyps out of the way, or yips out of the way. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to go against Spencer Rattler for the Heisman, you know, especially playing in the Big 12. It's kind of hard yeah. to go against him for the Heisman. It is hard to go, but, like, I'm I'm, I'm going to do it. But, I mean, it's it's obviously the favorite. Uh, give me JT Daniels' lines. I'm actually interested in that, because there's no way in hell he wins the Heisman. the Heisman. I just, yeah, I just want to know what his lines are. Let's see. Because that's, I mean, I've, I, you hear this all the time, you know, JT Dan- but So, JT Daniels' uh, Heisman line is at plus 1,200. Yeah, so I mean, he's, that's, that's he's, he's, like, tied for third with Bryce Young in that, the voting. Oh, really? He's tied for third? Yes. Ooh. Yep, so I it's just, Spencer Adler at plus 800, Wagalele at plus 1100, JT Daniels and Bryce Young at plus 1200, look, and then Sam Howell at plus 1600. There's not going to be a Georgia player win a Heisman unless it's a running back. I, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because no, the I way agree. just because the way just Georgia the way your offense works. Up. Yeah. All right, well there you have it. I've got Georgia, Ohio State, A&M, Clemson. Who is your final four, Skip? Uh, I'll go Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, and I'm going to take Georgia at the fourth spot. You're taking Georgia at the fourth spot. Yeah, I really like JT Daniels with this offense. It just adds a whole other dimension. He's like the you, – you guys' offense is like – so who's who's your main running back this year? Um, Zamir White, Kenny McIntosh, okay. so um, Kendall Miller. I, I see Georgia's offense being very similar to the Titans. And 
with all the success Ryan Tannehill has, I think JT Daniels have a very similar year. He just opens everything up. I like the, I like him a lot. Well, I mean, this uh, Georgia team compares very well to the 2017 Georgia team. Got a hell of a defense. Everybody's basically coming yeah. back on defense. Um, got a pretty good quarterback. I mean, Jake Fromm that freshman year was pretty good. He's carry. He got carried by the running backs. Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh are two running backs that you know Zemir White gets all the you know Zeus, but those two are going to be. This running back room is it's not as good as you know obviously Sony Michelle Nick Chubb. I don't think there's ever going to be a running back room ever as good as Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, and Nick Chubb at the same exact time. That was yeah, just, that's going to be tough. Like those are like three of the best yeah, running backs. That's like three of the best college running backs in history. Yeah. Speaking of, that's, what do you? How do you feel about Michelle getting traded away for essentially dog shit? Um, you know, I understand it. He didn't do. I, I, I understand it, but they also didn't really give him a chance to do much. No, no, and he was, and he was. Hey, like I, a, I think it's a win-win for both teams. I think you're. Oh yeah, giving, you're I think it's going to help. You're giving Matt Stafford. You're giving Matt Stafford and the Rams a amazing running back. You're gonna have a little Georgia link in the backfield, and I, I, oh yeah, you're gonna have a little George, you're gonna have a little Georgia Georgia link in the backfield. And I think I think it'll work out good for the Rams. Yeah, I do too. I think they definitely won the trade. They essentially got him for cheap. But uh, so yeah, I have Clemson winning it all though. Um, but our final fours are Wait, essentially hold up. But can, can we also swamp. can we also Sean McVay? Will Sean McVay ever value draft picks? I mean, no, no. I don't think that man will ever value a draft pick. He's more of like a let's get somebody that's proven. Yeah, to, he he will trade a freaking draft pick for a pack of big league, big league, big chew. league chew. Yeah, but uh, who do you have winning the Heisman, Mel? You have Rattler. I mean, I got to take Rattler. I mean, I know it's a layup okay. pick, but he's just he's that's so fine. good. He's just yeah, so no, good. There's nothing wrong with that. He's just so good. And then I have some total wins I thought were interesting. Uh, first one being Georgia Tech at four and a half. I'm taking the over. I think Jaws is going to have a really good year. But, like, five wins out of 12 in that conference, they can do it. The most interesting game on Georgia The kid's Tech's going game. into – the quarterback's going into sophomore year. He'll be yeah, a little bit better. Sims, you know, Kai. Yeah. I mean, Kai's a good addition for him. You know, obviously we yeah. got a little bias there. The most interesting game on Georgia Tech's schedule this year is Kennesaw State. Really? Why is that? Because you got Kennesaw State who runs a triple option, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got a Georgia Tech defense that – isn't the greatest. Kennesaw State will be able to control as much clock as they want to in this game. But they won't be able to – their defense won't do anything. Their defense won't do anything, but at the same time, from what we saw last year, Georgia Tech's offense imploded in amongst itself quite a bit. Just yeah. from Sims, you know, making some bad reads and things like that. And, you know, obviously he's a sophomore this year. He's going to be a lot better. Yeah. But Georgia Tech's one of those teams, I can't make a call on that until I watch them play. Uh, yeah, but I think four and a half games is. Way, you would like, think, you would, think you would think that's nothing, but at the same time, Georgia Tech could easily come out, and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Georgia Tech can regress, but it's very possible they could regress. But four and a half should be a mortal lock. It's just gonna, it's really all going to depend on the defense because the defense last year was atrocious. The offense wasn't really the issue last year, even though they did implode on themselves every so often. The defense was what killed Georgia Tech last year. So if they don't fix that, then they might very well struggle to win five games this year. Uh, yeah, but I'll take them over four and a half. That's fine. What, are you taking under four and a half or what? Uh, I mean, I, four and a half. Five, I mean, going five and I, I think they win five games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, I think saying. they win five games. Right. 
I mean, and, you can uh, only get better. You can only get better. It's just the concerns kind of – the cons kind of outweigh the pros when you're making that bet. That's a bet I would stay away from. I would not make just because – I mean, if you're really looking at this from a, you know, non – we have two friends on that team aspect. Well, even then, but, like, you got to look. They – like we said, like, they got some talent offensively. In t- in like, in a league like the ACC. They have some talent offensively, but, I mean, this is also the same Georgia Tech defense. How many points a game did Georgia Tech's defense give up last year? I don't know. So let's look but. this up because, I mean, I'm kind of interested because, dude, their defense was atrocious last year. Oh, yeah, I was like, watching it was, film. It was bad. So it was bad. I was watching Josh Heupel's, like, highlights, like coaching highlights, play calling, whatever. And uh, during the Georgia Tech game last year, they ran the same play eight times in a row and scored a touchdown <laughs> off of it. Eight times in a row, the same exact play. So, no, their defense was bad. But, um. No, yeah. So I got them over four and a half. It, I mean, it is what it is. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, where do I get to the team stats? Uh, let's see here. Where do I get the defense? Jesus, man. Why is uh, sports reference is kind of making this weird? Defense. Here we go. Where's team stats? I need team stats, not individual player stats. Bro, how do I get to teams? This is this is bad. Oh, here we go. Team stats. So, and there's just not a total defense. You know what? I don't know. I can't figure it out. But you know, I, I, I I'm staying away from that. But all right. Well, next one I have is Illinois over three and a half wins. Dude, Brett Bielema, cool. might as well. Might as well. Not He's a well. hog. He's a hog at heart. Let's, I, let's, let's look at let's half. look at Illinois' schedule here. Hold up. Let's let's take a look. Well, let's not get too in depth with it. But I, three and a half games. Like I think they can win four games this year. I don't think they should. Have I mean, with that. they they should beat UTSA. They should beat Charlotte. No, Illinois does not win four games this year. <laughs> you don't think they win four games? Nebraska will beat them. Virginia will beat them. Maryland should beat them with Tagovailoa. Purdue should beat them. Wisconsin should beat them. Penn State should beat them. Rutgers is kind of a toss-up. Minnesota should beat them. Iowa should beat them. Northwestern should beat them. The only guaranteed wins I really have for them are UTSA and Charlotte. And, I mean, if you want to call Rutgers a guarantee, you can, and that's three wins. I don't see – yeah, no, I don't see Illinois. I don't see Illinois Okay, that's fair. Um, And then this one is biased, but Tennessee over six. We looked at their schedule. We, I mean, last time we had this, we had this conversation. Yeah, we had this before. discussion. They should. They should. They should. They should. They should. New coaching staff. You never know. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot. That's fine. That's fine. But so that's what I have. Let's go ahead and we're at forty two minutes. Thanks. Let's go ahead and kick it over to the NFL though. We'll start with the AFC. Very straightforward this year. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, minus yes. 290. Easy yes. money. Nobody else is going to contend there. AFC South, I think, is easy money again. Titans, minus yes. 110. Easy money. Yes. Nobody's going to contend there. AFC North, interesting. AFC North is interesting, but let's go talk about AFC East first. Bills, minus 150. Nobody's contending nobody's there. Contending. Okay, so this is where. But the, yeah, like we said, AFC North is where it gets. It's either going to be Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Baltimore. I have Steelers. You got, you got Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben gives one last hurrah, and he he has a pretty good year. See, I, I see the Steelers taking the North too, 
And this is where the wild card race isn't so straightforward. Chargers, Browns, Baltimore. It's gonna be two or three. Yeah, who two? Who do I think gets get it sent over with them? Yeah. Say the teams again. You know, you got Cleveland, Baltimore, Chargers, are the three kind of like teams. That yeah, can, I'll take. Certain, I'll take Cleveland and hmm, Baltimore. Baltimore. See, I'll, I would I, say Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I, I love yes, the guy. I really, I, I like the Chargers. I don't think they have enough. So, so you're calling you're calling an AFC North wild card. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's what I'll call. Fair enough. I think the AFC North is going to be really close, so they'll have enough. How, how, to get how do we see New England? How do we see the Pats doing this year? Mm, I depends who who they go with. I can't give you the answer right now. I think Cam. I think Cam does a lot better this year. Okay, so in a lot of pe- a lot of people shit on Cam last year, and I I'm not necessarily the biggest Cam Newton fan, but I will defend him here for a second. The man came in in a COVID year where he didn't really have training camp, he didn't have all this, that, and the other. He didn't really get the proper time with New England. This year has been a little bit more normal. He's gotten his training camp, he got his workouts in, his summer workouts, all that. I think Cam comes out and does a lot better this year for New England. That wouldn't surprise me, but I'm it's not just gonna, it's just interesting. It's it. just interesting to see Belichick and Cam working together. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. Only. It's like a and I said this other day. I was like, if Nick Saban and Belichick were married together and they had to go adopt a kid, they would choose Mac Jones. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, exa- which is exactly why Bill Belichick chose Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yes, <laughs> of course. But uh, I could have told that even before the draft. Mac Jones is like Tom Brady 2.0 with a bigger arm. Yeah. Like maybe a little bit more athletic ability too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you remember Brady's combine? Like that was Oh yeah, I was kind of coming yeah. out of college, yeah. I mean, yeah, I say yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, hair yeah. at most. But no. So, I have Steelers taking the North. You you have who do you have? I mean, I, I mean, obviously I'm going to take the Steelers. Steelers You're going to take Steelers. Steelers too. are just Defense is just too best. good. It's not going to be Steelers or Baltimore. And I know as a Titans fan, you absolutely hate Baltimore. And as a Titans yeah, fan, I I, and as a, as a Titans fan myself, I don't like Baltimore. I despise Baltimore. But from a neutral standpoint, Baltimore is always going to be one of, a team in that race. Yeah, always. But uh, So there's the AFC. Uh, let's talk about the NFC West. I have the Rams at plus 200. I love Stafford being at a team with weapons, actually. I love it. The Rams are one of my hot takes for, the Super, for, this, uh, for this year. Which is fine. The Rams are I don't one see of a my, problem with that. Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford working together is like a dream come true. Because I feel yeah. like Matthew Stafford is everything Sean McVay ever wanted out of Jared Goff. He drafted him to be like that, and he just never yeah. turned out. I think it's so funny that they just sent his ass to yeah. Detroit. Like, it's just, that's just so funny. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah. It's like, hey, we don't really want our guy. No, hey, we don't really want our guy either. You just want to trade, swap, see how it goes? Yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. <laughs> I, can only, I can only imagine how Jared Goff and that, show, that Jared Goff and Sean McVay conversation went. It's like, yeah, yeah, you really – you enjoying out here on the West Coast? If there was, you know, if there like was the, ever a moment I wish Hard Knocks was, like, filming for the Rams, it, it would have been that one. It hey, Jared, we're going to send you to Detroit, buddy. Fuck! What? <laughs> yeah. You're killing my career? <laughs> hey, hey, but, but on the bright side, Jared Goff gets to work with probably one of my favorite NFL coaches. Dan Campbell, buddy. Dan Campbell. What a football yeah. guy. Such a football guy. Biggest but. football guy in the NFL. Yeah, uh, so we ha- I have the Rams at 200 at the West. You do too? 
You're taking yeah. they're taking the West. I mean, yeah, the Rams are taking the West. There, there is no question about that. No discussion here. Bucks are taking the South at minus two forty. Yes. Layup. Now in the East, the NF, NF, <laughs> NFC least. I have uh, football team taking taking it at plus two sixty. I love Fitz Magic, baby. You love Fitz Magic. I love Fitz Magic. That is one you guy. Love, you love Fitz Crunch. Magic. You love That's Fitz who I'll Magic. Always cheer for you him. really love Fitz Magic. Yeah. Well, you know, who I fucking love who. I love the kid, fucking Daniel Jones, baby. Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants taking the worst division in football. Okay. Give Did me the think, Giants. Just, just because Saquon's back? Yeah. And they have Galdi now? Yep. Give me the Giants Fair. at seven wins taking the East. Okay. <laughs> What's, uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, and then the North, I got Packers. Yeah, Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. He's back, baby. Sounds like they're actually um, going to give Aaron Rodgers, like, what he wanted to, and, like, some control, so. Yeah. And then uh, for the AFC Championship, I got Chiefs winning, plus, five, plus 250. NFC I just don't see anybody. Yeah. They're just – NFC Championship, I got – I actually have Green Bay winning at plus 550. Really? Yes. See, I'm going to have the Rams beating the Bucks. In the championship? In the NFC championship. Okay. I'll say Play. it'll probably be Green Bay versus the Rams in the championship. I just don't see Brady having like a I don't know. It's just It's just hard it's hard to bet against the Bucks and make it back to the NFC championship considering they did not lose anything. Yeah. They literally brought back every position. Yeah. But the Rams did get a lot better this year with Sonny Matthew Stafford. Yeah. We'll have to see how that works out for them. Sonny Michelle. We'll see how that works out too. And then obviously the Bills win the AFC championship. I don't think there's any. I mean, obviously. The you have Titans, the Bills winning the AFC? Yeah. The whole I mean, AFC? Obviously. Yeah, the whole AFC. I, dude, the Bills are so good. The Bills are so good. Okay. That offense, right. and I mean, it honestly, it would make a lot of sense. If you have the Rams and the Bills in the Super Bowl, you got two, like, Great offensive teams. It, it would be. It would wouldn't be a, surprise me. It would be a hell of a Super Bowl matchup. I feel like definitely wouldn't surprise me. So I have Super Bowl being K, uh, KC versus Green Bay. KC. I got KC winning it all. I don't know. Um, revenge year for the Chiefs. I they just they're too much offensively for anybody to realistically stop. You really just can't stop them, dude. It's. There's like just, I know there, last, there's there's something about I know Patrick Mahomes you know he, he won the Super Bowl. There's just something about Patrick Mahomes and especially watching him last year. I understand he had a beat up offensive line, yada yada. His offensive line was awful last year. But you can make excuse after excuse. Who's the better quarterback right now, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? In what way? Who is the most talented quarterback right now? Patrick Mahomes. Talented? Because the answer is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yes. Talented is Patrick Mahomes. Efficient? Tom Brady. Yeah. But there is no reason why Patrick Mahomes should not have beaten Tom Brady last year at the Super Bowl. No, I absolutely right. I mean, everybody, no, I remember, no, do you remember well, everybody thought it was yeah, going to be Chiefs yeah, by a mile? Yeah, I, I remember watching the game, and I picked Tom Brady to win. Like, I literally, like, I took an alternate line. Where I took them to, I think it was, I think I took the like the Bucks minus fourteen. Like, what did what did the final score end up being? Dude, what they, they boat raced them. The, the, I don't think Tampa or did Casey score a touchdown? I don't think they did. I don't know. I don't. I, know. I legitimately think like the Bucks boat like raced so far. The so Bucks boat raced KC, dude. It was there, and as as somebody, you know, I, I 
genuinely, I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's one of the best quarterback in the league right now. But there's just something about him where you can't go into the Super Bowl and get boat race like that. I don't give a shit how bad your offensive line is or how much you're missing on that offensive line. You can't. It just you can't happen. Well, I just think it was a perfect storm for Tampa Bay. I mean, they're at home. Like it's just it's just one of those years. You know, it's just like I said, perfect storm. I mean, they're at home though in a crowd. It wasn't even a sold out full capacity. Crowd. But like, think about it. Tom Brady's first team, first year with a new team. Like they brought oh, in yeah. all these guys. Like, I just it think per- it was like, it, it, like it, I said, it was, perfect. It storm. was the it was the perfect storm. But at the yeah. same time, Tom Brady could have won that Super Bowl and not made it look as convincing as it was. Yeah, because dude, they got destroyed. Like, no, there, yeah, there was no reason. There, there's no reason to get absolutely sh- just shut down like that. Bucks defense just turned up. Oh, the Bucks defense. Bucks had the best defense in the league last year. But if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're quarter, and you're the at, best oh, whoa, in the whoa, league, whoa, 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 at some points, no. I'd th- I'd say it was easily Steelers for the regular season. Uh, best mean, defense. Most talent. I think I think the Bucks had the most talented defense last year though, and they showed up in the they playoffs the and they though. their linebacking core is insane. Dude, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Coming to hey, let's let's put the uh, comeback player of the year though. They're gonna give it to Dak. Let's be honest here. Jameis, motherfucking Winston. You're gonna give it to Jameis. I'm giving it to Jameis, dude. Jameis Winston. Have you did you see him and did you see those those preseason balls he was throwing? No. Dude, he was dropping dimes last game. It, I'm gonna look incredible. at his. I'm gonna look at his odds real quick. I think he's 2,500. I believe somewhere around there. What'd you say? Fan. I think I believe he's around. I believe he's around 2,500. Let's let's look at it. Um, he is. Let's see, player. Season awards. It looks like Jameis is plus fifteen hundred. Okay, so I was a thousand yep. off. Yeah, Jameis is good. Dude. Jameis is Jameis looked real good. I just got a thing. <laughs> Get Trevor Lawrence to win Rookie of the Year plus three fifty boosted to five plus five hundred. Uh, no thanks. I just I I here's the thing. I'm not sure how. Trevor's going to do this year, but nah. I mean, Jacksonville is, uh, and especially they, with Travis or ETN yeah, Travis going out for the year, it's just, I just don't know. But uh, no. So I have Chiefs winning Super Bowl. You have Bills, the Rams. You oh, have Rams. Uh, I got I got Bills Rams. I never really gave my pick, but I'm going to have to give it to the Bills. I think Bills Mafia finally, okay, finally, a lot of tables will be broken. Finally, the Bills Mafia finally gets, gets it. Super Bowl. I finally. have. Uh, some some more win totals. You can ch- chirp in on this. Texans under four wins. I think they're going to be the worst team of football this year. Does Deshaun Watson play? No. Okay, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, then yeah. yeah. He's getting investigated by the FBI right now, so I don't think he plays. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't been in practice a lot recently either. So uh, Also, Eagles under six and a half. I think Sirianni is yeah, kind under. of a goofball. Dude, I was I, watching a lot of videos last night. Dude, lo- yeah. exactly what I said. I think seven wins wins that division this year. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, it's, it's a dumpster fire. you got to remember they're playing 17 games this year, though. Oh, yeah, you got a point. All right, well, give me eight or nine wins. Okay. I still I have them under six and a half, but 
And the Titans, I have over nine. I, f- I forgot they added games. Yeah, 17 Titans games this are- year. Over nine. Oh, yeah, dude. It's Hammer minus 150. Nine. Yeah, dude, yeah. That's, that's easy. Easy money. That's easy. But no. So those are my bets. Those are our predictions and futures for the year and bets for week zero. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna keep track of all this and kind of put out graphics through the through the weeks. See how me and Mal are in the standings right now. Uh, we're gonna try to get some some of our friends on here who are have gambling prowess. And, and if you uh, have a if you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. One eight hundred gambler. Uh, never bet with more than you can you lose. can realistically lose. Uh, be smart with your units. Be smart with your bankrolls, people. Uh, be safe, and we'll hire you next week. Yeah.